Many of you may not know, but I'm 49 years old. I'm married to the lovely Miss Tamika. I have nine kids <laughs> and 18 grandkids. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I know y'all hate to be leaving how Christmas time. <laughs> Me and my wife was talking this morning, we gotta get us a sprinter. <laughs> so that way we can uh, pick them all up. But like she said, and I said, we can get it, but we ain't gonna drive it. <laughs> so I thank God for my son. That's him right there, because he showed sure love to drive. A um, little bit more about myself. You know, this isn't my first time behind the pulpit. You know, I used to be an assistant pastor. Amen. I used to be a youth minister. Amen. I used to be just a minister. But times, I allowed times and situations to put me in a place that I shouldn't be. You know, I allow my circumstances to dictate what I was doing. And that's one thing that I'm here to let y'all know this morning, we shouldn't allow our circumstances to dictate our outcome. You know, the brother David came up here and you know, he, he kinda, he made it hard for me on this morning. You know, I was already struggling. <laughs> but he came up here, and, Lord have mercy, I tell you. But I appreciate that. Because what you did is you made me to think even more, let me put me aside and let the Lord do what he need to do. Um, a little bit more about me, I, I'm going to make this person, that's how I met our wonderful pastor, you know, and, and I tell you, meeting him was truly a blessing indeed. You know, the Lord puts you in certain circumstances for certain reasons, and you never know why. You never, ever know why. You know, and when I met this gentleman, you know, he wasn't a one that was, yeah, you need to go to church, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. Yeah, the Lord said this. No, we had regular conversations. Mm -hmm. Then conversations led to church conversations. <laughs> but never, ever did he ever invite me to come to church. <laughs> never. Until after I came to him and I told him, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of running. You know, because I had been through a lot. I'm not going to tell everything, but because, you know, some of it is a little bit of my wife's testimony. And she's going to get the opportunity to let y'all know one of these days. But I've been through a lot in the last two years. I lost my wife. You know, she got fed up with the way I was at. I lost my job. Didn't have nothing. Lost the place that we have to live. But I'm here to let y'all know today, but God. But God. I'm going to tell you right now, my wife is back. Amen. Not only is she back, we're not living in an apartment no more. We're Amen. living in a house. Amen. Not only do we have a house, we got three vehicles right now. 
And I'm here to let y'all know on this morning that those vehicles and those cars, how many of us know that God can do anything? How many of us know it? Because I'm here this morning to let you know that I got this without even having a job. How many people you know get a house without a job? Go and get a 2020 $38,000 pickup truck without having a job. It was nothing but God. It was, and, and, and the funny thing about it is because the person that led me to God was none other than our very own pastor. And he did it with tenacity. He did it not making you feel like if you don't, you're going to hell. You know, he would come to me and say, you know, it's in you. You know what's in you. You know what you got to do. That's all he would say. And then finally, one day, I caught on. I caught on. So that's why on this morning, I'm going to be here to talk to you about the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. How many of us know that? How many of us know that the things that we're going through, it's not for us to figure it out. It's for the Lord to figure it out for us. Now, if y'all be patient with me, I'm going to bring my wife up here. She's going to sing a song, and then I'm going to get right into the word. Amen? Amen. church. I thank God for being here today. I'm not going to prolong the service. I talk too much, but my heart is just full right now. Um, To see this day come to pass is just doing something for me. Try to sing this song. My husband requested this song. There's no Jesus can't feel no hurt. He cannot heal for all things work according to his perfect will. For the battle is not yours, it's the loss. There's no sadness, Jesus can't feel no sorrow, he cannot heal. For all things work according to the master's holy will. For no matter what you're going through, remember God 
is using you for the battle. He is not yours. It's the Lord. Choice, this the Lord's. If you will go with me to the sixth chapter of Matthew, the 25th through the 27th verse, and 33 and through 34. And it reads, Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither soar nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Yes, we are. Which of you worry can add one cubic to his stature? Amen. And then 33 through 34. Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day, its own trouble. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you just thanking you. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity today to be in your presence, Lord Father God. Father God, I ask that you move earnest aside, Lord Father God, and you take over. Allow it to be words from you and not from me, Lord Father God. Lord Father God, we ask that you open our hearts so that we can receive this word on the day. In your holy and your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Today, we will be speaking on the battle is not yours. Amen. It's the Lord's. Right. So, we want to start off by, with the word battle. Because, you know, so many of us feel like we know what it means. Mm-hmm. But the word battle it's a sustained fight between large, organized armed forces. 
It's a lengthy and difficult conflict or struggle. To fight or struggle tenaciously. Now I want y'all to remember that word, tenaciously. To achieve or resist something. To engage in a fight or struggle against. Now that word I told you to remember, I want you to know what this word is, tenaciously. It's with a firm hold of something, closely in a determined or unwavering manner, not easily pulled apart. Amen. I'm here today just to share a little something with you. I spent 12 years wandering in darkness, mm. trying to fight a losing battle, mm. refusing to let go and let God. How many of us in here today or on live screen are living in a constant battle? Mm -hmm. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, family, friends, jobs, or even mental illness. I'm here to tell you today that the battle is not ours. Amen. We do not have to go through this alone. Just a little fun fact for you on this morning. You know, there are 174 passages of scripture that reference the word Bible. Across 28 books of the Bible. There are over 100 verses that lets us know that this battle is not ours. And today, we'll be visiting just a few of them. If you will, go with me to 2 Chronicles 20 and 15. Y'all know all this technology that they got now. They, they need to make something that's easier to read. Second Chronicles 20 and 15. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judea and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Now here we have a army getting ready to go into battle. And so much like us, they look out, and they see all the odds against them. Yeah. And the first thing, just like we all do, they start mumbling and grumbling. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, right. Why did you put me in this situation when we're going to lose? <laughs> How many of us mumble and grumble like that on this morning? Uh, it may not be about a battle, but we mumble and grumble about our job. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor, you know I used to do that every day. <laughs> We mumble and grumble about our day-to-day -day lives. We mumble and grumble about our children, not doing what it is that we want them to do. But how many of us know that it's one simple resolution to the whole problem? And that resolution is let go and let God. You know, it's the easiest solution in the world, but so many times we act like we forget this. That's right. That's right. We act like we don't remember 
that this is what the Lord has been telling us all the time. Uh -huh. We act as though we're dumbfounded sometimes. Uh -huh. Because I say, and the reason why I say dumbfounded, don't get me wrong, I'm not calling nobody dumb because I'm talking to myself. Because I'm good for this. I'm good for complaining. I complain about finances. I complain about the weather. I complain about the food in the house. I complain about the kids. I complain about any and everything I get. Why? My wife always tell me, Ernest, just pray about it. But you know, it comes a point in time in life wherein I wanted to say, can you just shut up? I'm tired of hearing just pray about it. Because you know what? Sometimes it seems like prayer don't work. Now, if you heard what I said, it said it seems like prayer don't work. But I'm here to tell you on this morning, if you let go and let God, he will show out. He will show up and show out for you. I'm telling you. Like I said, we didn't have nowhere to go. The people put us out the apartment, told us we had seven days to be out. And with the seven days that they gave me, I'm trying to tell you, I started complaining as usual. <laughs> and you know, the, 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 the thing is, and the pastor can tell you, because he heard a lot of it. Man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and you know, I, I, I just throw my hands up. And, I, and you know, the first thing I resorted back to, you know, when I was living in the world, I didn't have this problem. Mm -hmm. But now that I want to serve the Lord, now everything is going wrong. I ain't got no money in the bank. I ain't got nowhere to stay. And you know, the funny thing about it, my wife said, just pray about it. So now I don't want to talk to her nor the pastor. So I called my brother. And you know, then he, you know, somebody saying what I want to hear. Yeah, well, you know, I do what I can. I, I help you out. But then I called my son up. And I, I'm telling you, my son Junior, I called him up. And, you know, he not doing everything right. But he always got an encouraging word. The boy is past his age. Because now he wants to say, did you pray about it? You, you know the Lord got you. So, you know, at that time, you, uh, you know what? Um, Mika called me. I got something I got to do. You, you know, I, I got tired of hearing it. But you know what? It finally came. It, it, it finally clicked. You know what? Everybody need to pray about this thing. Because apparently everybody else, I can't be the only one, right? And everybody else wrong. So, you know what? I started praying about it. And I told the Lord, Lord, I know you didn't bring this far to leave me. That's right. Amen. Your word lets me know That's right. that you didn't bring me this far to leave me alone. Amen. So, I prayed. And when I prayed, God delivered more than what I asked for. Because I just asked for somewhere to stay. God delivered me a house that Anybody that know me know I love to cook. We got two kitchens. And I take two kitchens, four bedrooms. I got my own man cave and everything. I take. When I say the Lord shows up, 
He shows up. When we got to this car, I had, when we got to this house, I had my white Nissan, y'all should see me drive. And I had my black Infinity that my son is driving now. But I kept telling my wife, I said, you know, I need a truck. You know, I had been trying and looking and looking and looking. And you know, and, and I said, I need a truck. And every time I said it, my wife would be like, now's not the time. Now's not the time. I just, and I'm like, well, when is the time? <laughs> now's not the time. And then I lost my job, and I said, I guess she was right. Now wasn't the time. Because how was I going to make that truck payment? See what I'm saying? Y'all see where I'm going with this? All the battles just started. It just started falling and falling. It seemed like this or that or this or that. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I got a family depending on me. You know, and I'm depending on this job. I'm depending on this job. Do y'all get it? But the Lord showed me I can take care of you whether you got a job or not. The Lord showed me I can take care of you if you got don't have one dime in the bank. And not only did he say it, he showed me. Because when I went to the car lot, before I went and told my wife this, I said, babe, I'm going to look for a truck. And she said, okay. And I had to stop and look for a minute because, hold on. Okay. When we going to go? Because y'all, see, y'all don't know my wife like I know my wife. I'm telling you. For her to say okay, oh, I was happy. I, I, I was happy, happy, happy. We get down there. I go there. One place there. Like before, I was running all over town. We go to one place. We look around. And the guy say, well, I got something for you. Because I tell him what I want to spend, what I don't want to go over. He walked me out to the truck. He said, well, I can get you in this. So we go in there, and, you know, it's all, all this and all that and all this. Y'all been to college before. Y'all know what you go through. Oh, yeah, yeah. But how about in 30 minutes, the gentleman came back and said, we can get you in the truck. Now. Before this, I've been trying and trying and trying. I mean, I've been on, 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 online filling out uh, for Carvana, for Title Map, whatever, you name it, I was doing it. Now, all of a sudden, once I decided to let go and let God, oh, wow. everything just started going the right Amen. way. I lost my job, but I ended up with a better job. I lost my wife, but I ended up with an even better wife. I tell you. But best of all, there's one thing that I'm not complaining about losing. I lost the old me. I lost the old me. I decided to give up. What is it out there for you? Like I said earlier, I spent 12 years running around in darkness. 12 long years doing what it is that I wanted to do. Uh -huh. And one morning I woke up 
And I decided, what is all this for? What is all of this going to profit me? You know, the Bible tells us what profits it a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. And that's what it seemed like I had. It seemed like I had everything that I wanted until I didn't. So why am I continuously battling with alcohol? Why am I continually battling with profanity? Why am I continually battling with these job situations, with doing this and doing that and doing this? And it came to me just as clear as night. And my wife probably forget, but my wife told me, Ernest, it's time to give up and let God take over. And since then, life has been truly amazing. You know, I, I, I thank God. You know, me and the pastor was talking one morning, as we usually do. I miss them, by the way. We used to talk every morning before we start work. And it was good because we were getting paid for it. <laughs> but we used to talk every morning before work. And one of the things that he used to always say is, Ernest, it's in you. It's in you to do what is right. And I used to hear him, but didn't hear him. And I'm here today to tell you that I was listening. I was listening to what you had to say. And I thank you so very much. For all that you did. You know, my wife tell me now that she loved the new me. Amen. Matter of fact, this is her first time ever seeing me bring the word. Amen. This is my son. He used to see me all the time. And he can tell you. Matter of fact, he put me on the time limit. He said, because, um, you know, when I first started, it used to be 10, 15 minutes. And as children, they loved that. Then he said, but daddy, something happened. He said, because I don't know what's going on. He said, now you're going for an hour. He said, you, you, you know, you're on the time limit, daddy. He said, you know, it's, you got to calm down a little bit. And I had to tell him, son, no, it's not me, it's God. Amen. I'm allowing Amen. God to use me. Because something that I say might just help somebody. You know, one thing that really touched me my heart was that I told the pastor, I said, look, you know, my prayer every day is that somebody see the light in me and say, what must I do to be saved? That's my prayer. And you know, it comes from the outer spaces. You know, I didn't expect to hear it from this person. But I actually heard it from my son. We was talking and he said, Daddy, I love the new you. And he said, you know what? I want to be just like you. He said, Daddy, have you ever thought about having your own church? Because you know what? I want to come and be a minister under you. Now, how many of us fathers out here that just takes pride in her something like that. Amen. You know, so many times we take pride when our kids follow us and play football or play basketball. 
But my son said, Daddy, I want to be in the ministry. Amen. Just like you. Amen. You know, that's a, that's a thing I told him, you know, it almost brought a tear to my eye. But I tell you this, son, just keep on keeping on. That's all I'm going to say. In closing now, because like I said, you know, I won't be before you long. I'm going to say what it is that God tell me to say. Now, I had a whole lot more, but I ain't going to go into all that. We're going to save it for another time. But I'm here to let you know that when the battles of life close in on us, it makes us feel like there's no way out. I want you to remember one thing. God is by our side. Amen. Surrounding us with his glory. God calls us to look beyond this world, beyond these earthly things, to see him at work. So when you have problems of life and feel it's too much to bear, there's hope. I remember my granddaddy used to have a picture in his house and some of you may remember the saying on it it was called footprints in the sand mm-hmm. and I don't remember it word for word but some of you might so I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit and what it says is you know is I was walking in the sand and I used to see two sets of footprints mm-hmm. and then it seems like when I started going through trouble and I started and life was just too hard for me I looked to the side, and I wondered, Lord, where was you at? Because I didn't see your footprints anymore. But then Lord says to him, it wasn't that I wasn't there. That's the time that I started carrying you. And I started carrying you because I knew that you needed me there. I'm here to tell you on this morning that the Lord is there to carry you. He has your back. He will fight for you when you need him. All you have to do is just humble yourself and call on his name. One of the best scriptures in the world. We use it and we say it all the time. But how many of us have actually paid attention to the scripture? That scripture is Psalms, the 23rd chapter. How many of us has actually listened to it or, or, or read it and took it into consideration? It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What is a shepherd? A shepherd is an individual who watches over a flock. So Lord telling us right now, you are mine, and I'm watching over you. He said, and as long as I'm watching over you, you shall not want. It says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. It says he restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's God telling us right there. I'm there with you. See, that's when we stopped seeing the footprints. Because he was there. That's when he put us over on his shoulders. 
You know how some fathers do with their little children? Yep. They put them on their shoulders and they walk around with them? Yep. Our father put us on his shoulder and started to walk around with us. He started to carry us. He said, I know this is too much for you to have. But I'm here for you. I got your back. How many of us, when we was younger, we loved to hear when somebody said, I got your back. We would go up against all the people that we wanted to. Because you know what? We knew we had back. But I'm here to tell you right now, we got somebody that's better than all those people. You know why? Because the Lord got our back. He's the one who can defeat anybody. He can defeat all. He can defeat spiritual circumstances. He can defeat financial circumstances. He can defeat mental circumstances. I'm here to tell you, the Lord has our back. It says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over. See, that's what I was just saying. You know what? He, my cup was running over. The Lord is continuously blessing me. I'm telling you right now, the Lord is, you know, God is in the blessing business. And it's time for us to wake up and to get on this train. Because I'm telling you right now, this train is going to pull out. It's going to pull out. And it's up to you to be on it. Then it goes on to say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you and have a smile upon you.